Zechtis Mayakotin daf test, six lines to the top of daf test of Manalaf. We learned in the Mishnah yesterday on daf test of Manalaf, a nice in Nashim Mimoy, Vlay Besulais, Vlay Almonis, Vlay Miyabin, Mepe, she's Simchi Loy. And the Gemara asked, what's the reason why you can't marry a woman on Chalamoid? And the Gemara gave four reasons. The first reason was, Lafisha Imavin Simcha Besimcha, that you can't combine one Simcha with another Simcha. And therefore, in Chalamoid, we have a mitzvah of the Samachta Bechagecha, you can't go and also combine the Simcha of getting married. And the Gemara now asked, for the how do we know this concept? They said, as it says in the Pasuk Malachim, after Shleim HaMelech finished building the Bayez Rishon, that Shleim HaMelech made at that time a yontem, and all of Klai Yisrael was over there, called Gadol, there was a great congregation, they came in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the base of English, Shivas Yom for seven days, with Shivas Yom, and then for another seven days, which was a total of 14 days. The two groups of seven days were, number one, for the Chanukah Samizbech and was from Ches Tishrei until Yudal Tishrei and then immediately thereafter Klai Yisrael stayed in Yushlayim in order to go and celebrate the Yantav of Sukkot from Tesvav Tishrei until Chav Beis Tishrei Vim Isa and the Gemara now proves its point and if it's true the Ma'av and Simcha B'Simcha that you can't be Ma'av and can combine two Sukkot together then the Shleim HaMel should have waited until Sukkot to do the Chanukah from Mizbech and Chanukah Sabayis and he should have just done seven days and that would have been for the Chanukah Sabayis as well as for Sukkot. And Thais points out, and this way, Klai Yisrael would not have to be bottled from Malacha, and they wouldn't have to travel from so far away to Yishlaim and stay there for 14 days consecutively. So by the fact that Shleim HaMelech didn't do that, and he actually made two separate Yom Taivim, therefore it must be that Ema Avram Simcha B'Simcha. The Gemara now is that how can you prove that Ema Avram Simcha B'Simcha may be the reason why Shleim HaMelech made the Chanukah Samizbeach seven days earlier, because V'dil Minta Loinatrinon Behechel Yisrami Avdinon, that maybe because the Mizbech was already built and the base of English was already completed, you couldn't wait because otherwise it would be a bazillion to the Mizbech. And as Rashi says in the Ksav Yad, bottle because at that point the Mizbech would be bottled and that would be a bazillion to the Mizbech. But the Gemara's point is, and if it would have been that the Chanukah Sam Mizbech and the base of English would be completed exactly at the time of Sukkot, then maybe Shleim HaMelech would have actually made one Yontiv and he wouldn't have actually separated them because maybe there is no din of Eimah Avin Simcha B'Simcha and he would have actually combined the two Simchas and therefore if someone, for example, doesn't delay the wedding purposely, but it happens that you want to get married, then you could get married on Chalamite as well. The Gemara now says, that if it's true that Ma'avin Simcha B'Simcha, then really Shleim HaMelech should have waited until the point when it was right before Sukkot, and he should have held back and not completed the entire base of Mikdash until that point, and then he would have been able to combine the two Simchas. So by the fact that he didn't wait at all, it must be because a Ma'avin Simcha B'Simcha. But the Gemara says, that wouldn't be proper. Of course, you want to make sure that Binnah makes some English happens as quickly as possible, and therefore that wasn't an Eitzah for Shleim HaMelech, and therefore you have no Raya that Eim Arav Simcha B'Simcha. That Gemara again tries to answer that maybe even though you would finish the entire base of English, but maybe you'll leave out certain details. As we know, there were certain spikes that were made on top of the Hechel. Rashi over here says that the way it was done was that the roof of the Hechel came to a point of an Amor, and then on that Amor, in order that birds should not sit on top of the Hechel, they would put spikes there to keep the birds away. And others explain that the roof of the base of Mindush was actually a flat roof, but the reason why it was considered it was called the Amma, is because these sharp spikes were placed on a tile that was an Amma by an Amma, and that's the way they tiled the roof. And Taishas and Menachas actually explains that it's referring to a scarecrow that was placed on top of the base of Mindush in order to scare the Ifis away. Taishas and actually points out that they actually didn't have this contraption in Bayes Rishon because there was a nascent Bayes Rishon that the Ifis would not fly over the base of Mindush, and the birds certainly 
didn't land on the Hegel itself, and therefore they didn't need this contraption, they didn't need these spikes in order to keep these birds away. However, Tyson asks, if it's true that in the first bias there was no such thing as having birds, then why would the Gemara over here say that Shlem Melech should have left over the Kalya prior to finishing up the entire base of Migdash, which wasn't actually part of the first base of Migdash? So Tyson says that in Khanami Shlem Melech actually built it into the base of Migdash, and then afterwards when they realized that the nays happened and the birds weren't flying there, they removed this from the base of Migdash. So the Gemara's point is that since Shlem Melech could have left out one detail, and therefore it wouldn't be a bizarre to the Mizbeach by not starting to bring Kabanis, therefore the Khair we see that the reason why he didn't do it must be because Aim Simcha Basimcha. But the Gemara on that answers that Lukhair is still not right because Amma Kalya Arab Tsarik Binina Bayas who Shlem Melech couldn't leave it out because that was a necessary component of the base of Middosh. And Rashi and Xabiad actually points out that the height of these spikes are actually counted in the total height of the base of Middosh. So in the first bias, when it says that the base of Middosh was 30 Amis high, the spike was included in that 30 Amis. And the second base of Middosh, when it says it was 100 Amis tall, it's included in that 100 Amis. And therefore, it couldn't be left out by Shlema Melech. At this point, the Gemara now says, you have no raya to aim at Simcha. The reason why Shlema Melech made separate Simchas for the Binyan base of Middosh and for Sukkot is because they fell out at different times and he couldn't delay the Binyan base of Middosh. The Gemara now continues and says that Eina Chinami, we don't learn the of Eima Arvin Simcha B'Simcha from that point. It's because we have an extra Pasuk. Mechle, let's see. Ksivit says in the Pasuk, that was for 14 days that he had the Simcha. Shivas Yomim, Shivas Yomim. Why does it say it was seven days and seven days? Lumly, why do you have to go and say it as separate counts? Shema Minah, Hanil Chud, Hanil Chud. It must be because each one had its own purpose and you can't combine them as Rashi says, that even if they would have come together, Shlema Melch would not have made one Simcha because Arvin Simcha Basimcha. And the Gemara continues, Omer Panach, Omer Rabbi Yechonah, Rabbi Panach said in the name of Rabbi Yechonah, Oysah Shonah, that year of the Chaluk Sabayis, like Osir Yisrael, Shem Kippurim, Klai Yisrael did not keep Yom Kippur, as Rashi points out, that Lefisha Shiva Yomim Shalafnei Sukkot, Kol Yom Asu Simcha, that in every single day of the seven days before Sukkot, they made a Simcha and Mishnah, Tersiva Yashlema Be'esahi, Esachag, Shivas Yom, Shivas Yom, Abbas Yom, and therefore, since they having Simcha for seven days, they were eating and drinking, and therefore, they weren't keeping Yom Kippur, which was, of course, five days before Sukkot. And they were nervous and they said, that maybe Klai Yisrael, that generation, would be destroyed because they would be Chayiv Kars for eating and drinking on Yom Kippur and for doing Malacha. So Abbaskal came out and said to them, that all of Klai Yisrael is going to be Zaychot to Chayil Ba, that there was nothing wrong with them going and eating and drinking and doing Malacha on Yom Kippur. The Gemara says, My Darsh, what was the drush that they had? Amru, and Klai Yisrael said, just like Benigayim Mishkan, the Kedusha would not stay forever because, of course, there would be a base of Mikdash after that. And during the Chanukah Samishkan, there were Kabbanis that were brought by Yechidim the 12 days after Eshchidish Nisan. There were Kabbanis that were brought by each Nasi of each Shevet and Deich Shabbos, Eshkila, and it was Deich Shabbos because there was never a break in the Kabbanis of those Yechidim for those 12 days and certainly it went over Shabbos and that's in Eshkila. So Mikdash, Benigayim, the Chanukah Samizbeach, and the Chanukah Samizbeach, and the base of Mikdash, where the Kedusha of the Beis Middash will stay forever in the carbon Sibah all the Kabbanas that were brought at that time were Kabbanas Sibah because the Pasuk says over there the Chol Yisrael Imer the old Klai Yisrael was together with Shlomo Melech in the Chanukah's Habayis V'yayim HaKippurim the Anish Kars and Yom Kippur is an Anish of Kars and therefore it's less Chamor than Shabbos so like Koskain that certainly there would be Daicha Yom Kippur and you could actually eat and drink on Yom Kippur and Taisa and Sech Shavuos is bothered that we know there's a Klai that Kedusha Rishayna like Gemara said over here, Kedushasa Kedushas Eilam. So Taisa over there gives three Tirutim. Either the Shinachra had to bamis, or the Lashem Kedushas Eilam just means that it had a lengthy Kedusha, which was more than the Mishkan because.
because it lasted for 410 years. And then Taisa says another reason, because you can't be Makadish any other place after you had the Beis Mikdash, only that Makam will eventually have the Kedusha as well in the Bayish Shemi as well as in Bayish Lishi. And also it's brought down that Lachayim we said on Daftal and Aleph that you can't have a Kavachayma or a Gzair Shabbat and go and be Mavatal a Pasuk. So Lachayim, how can you be Mavatal Yom Kippur? So the Rishayim explained that over there we were trying to be Mavatal something forever, but over here we're only trying to explain how they were able to be Mavatal one Yom Kippur that they were able to do based on a Kavachayma and that's why they were able to be Mavatal Yom Kippur. But the Gemara is, Ella, my Hoyadagim, if it's true that they're based on Kavachayma, so why were they nervous? The Gemara answers, Hasam Tzarek Kavaya over there, but they gave a Mishkan that was based on a carbon being brought, and therefore that was going to be Mutter. By the Binyan Habayis, that they were eating and drinking on Yom Kippur, that was for their own personal enjoyment, and maybe that would not be Mutter, even based on the Kavachayma, so that's why they were nervous. The Gemara now is, Hachanami, over here also Binyan Binyan based on Mikdash, Me'avid Labdu, why didn't they just make Kabanis, but they shouldn't be able to eat or drink because of Yom Kippur? The Gemara says, you can't have a Simcha of a Chanukah Sabayis without having eating and drinking. The Taisu Rosh points out the Lachur, how do we know that you have to have Simcha by a carbon? And he brings down a Pasuk that says, So anytime you bring a carbon, you need to have Simcha. And that's why they knew they had the Simcha and they had to eat and drink, even though it was Yom Kippur. Others bring this from the Pasuk that says, We know the word Menucha means Shiloi and Nachla means Yushlaim. And it says over there, and says, and therefore we have to have simcha when there's a chenukah sabayis. How do we know that the mishkan was actually doich shabbos and the nesim were able to bring the kabbonis yochid on shabbos? If you're going to tell me because it says that the first day there was a carbon and on the seventh day was a carbon and therefore certainly that was on shabbos, the gemara says that's not right. Maybe when it says it means the seventh day of the kabbonis and then maybe they skipped the day they actually didn't bring a carbon on shabbos. It says it was on the day of the 11th day. And therefore, since it says the word Yom twice, my Yom, Kuli Ratzav, we learn out, just like every single day is continuous and consecutive, therefore, all 11 days were in consecutive orders. But the Gemara says, maybe it means you have consecutive days, so therefore, during the weekday, you can't skip a day. But Shabbos, they would be actually bottle, and you would actually skip the Shabbos, and it just means the days that are ready to bring a carbon, you would bring a carbon consecutively. The Gemara says, there's actually another passage right afterwards that says, and again, it has the extra Lashon Yoyim. My Yoyim, Kulavatsev, just like a day is consecutive and it's continuous. Also, the 12 days all have to be consecutive and you can't skip even Shabbos. And therefore, the Kabbanis of the Chanukah Mishkan was Daich Shabbos. But the Gemara now is again, maybe Bidilma, Hachanami, Yom Maruim, maybe over here also means consecutive days that's way to bring in carbon. On that, the Gemara says, M. Cain, Trey Craig Lomeli, why would we need both Psukim? It must be telling us that it has to be consecutive and even Shabbos is included and it's Daich Shabbos. And the Gemara now is that we just said by the base of Migdash, by the Chanukah Sabayis, they were Deichim Kapurim. And how do we know that? So, Zakti Gemara, Migdash Deichim Kapurim in Nalan, Elaim Midrachsiv. If you can say, because it says in the Pasuk, Abbas Yayim, that was for 14 days, Vidum Yom Harurim, maybe it just means the 14 days that was right to have Simcha, but in Chanami, they would skip Yom Kippur because they had to keep Yom Kippur. On that, Gemara says, Gamma Yayim Yayim Mehasam. We learn out the word Yayim from the Mishkan, and just like over there, it was consecutive. So, here also, by the Chanukah Sabayis, it was consecutive, and they were Deichim Kapurim. And the Gemara continues, Yatsubasko, we said before, the Abbas came out for Amalem and told Kaisal, Kulcham is Umanum Chaylamba, you always be Zechel to Chaylamba. Gemara asked him, Manam the Achlu, how do we know that it was Mechil to Kaisal? The Gemara explains it, Tani Rab Tachlifa, because our Tachlifa taught us, but Yayma Shmini, Shila Chazam, the Pasuk says on the eighth day that they sent the nation, but Yvarchus Hamelach, and they benched the king, the Yelchul Aleim, and they went back to the tents, Smechim with Taibi Leib, and they were happy and they rejoiced in the heart. I'll call Taibash Asa Shabbat David Avdil Solomai, and to all the great 
Kedis and to all the good that Kaj Baruch did for David and for Klai Yisrael. So the Gemara explains all these words, that he went back to the tent, so they went back to the wives and they were all tar and no one was in need at that point. That they were from the that every single person, their wife became pregnant with a male child. And if we see that there was this Pascal, the David Abdul Sol Amai, the Gemara says, Bishlam Lisol Amai, we understand why Klai Sol was happy and it was a type of Klai Sol, the Achle Abin Yom Kippurim, because the Kaj Baruchus Mechadan Davir Abin Kippur. Al David Abde, what does it mean? The David Abde, Mahi, what is he referring to? David was already dead. Amr Abhudam Rav, Abhudam says, Name Rav, Bishashi Bishlam Lachsar Lamidosh, at the time the Klai Sol had the Besamidosh, and Shlemim wanted to bring the Arn into Besamidosh, because at that point the Arn was still in Besel. Dov Kush Arn Zabzer, the gates of the Besamidosh stuck together. Amr Shlema, and then Shlema said, he said 24 different praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he wasn't answered as the Pasuk says in the Pasha over there it says the shyness of which equal up to 24 times Pasuk Amen then Shlema started and said and he still wasn't answered and then once he said HaKadosh Baruch Hu, don't turn away your anointed one referring to himself that he shouldn't turn me away from my request to have the arm go into the basement and you should remember the chesed of David, your servant, and right away he was answered and the gates opened up in order that Shlema and the Aaron could go through and go into the base of Middash and get into the Kaddish Gadashim. Clearly we see that Kaddish Baruch wanted to make it that David's name should be mentioned at that point in order to show all of Klai Sol how great David Melech was. And the Gemara explains, that all the people that hated David, their faces turned like the black side of a pot. Everyone realized that Kaddish Baruch was Michael David on the Aveir Basheba and David Melch was actually a tzaddik, and as the Gemara says that David Chata The Gemara continues. Some say he came from two Geirim, his father and mother, both were Geirim, and some say he came from a place called Geirim. Tanu Pashas and Darim Beir Shem and he learned Mesechnes Darim according to Rashi Avia. Rashi Nixaviad says he was learning the Pashas and Darim in the Torah. But if to Menei Orta that evening when he left Rav Shem he said I'm leaving for good, and therefore he said goodbye to Rav Shem Beichai. But in the morning he came back to Rav Shem Beichai. The covenant to me, and once again he came back to say goodbye to him once again and tell him I'm leaving. So I'm a loser. Rav Shimei Chai said to him, "But if didn't you leave last night? So why did you come back?" That you yourself taught me. Talmud should lift him rabbi. That Talmud leaves his rabbi. Belamba is here and he still sleeps in that city. So he put him on a pamacharis. He has to still come back and say goodbye to him the next day. Shneiman says in the pasuk, "By Yemish Mini Shilachasam," that on the eighth day Shlomo Melch sent the nation away. They varchus Melch and they benched the Melch. Now that was talking about Chafte Beis Tishrei on the eighth day of Sukkot on Shmini Atzeres. And then it says, and on the 23rd day of Tishrei, Shiva Chazam, he sent the nation away. So so we see from here, the Gemara continues, these people are great people, they're men of stature, Rashi says, go to them in order that they should give you a bracha. So Azul, so Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon went, and he found that they were talking and learning, and they were asking to see her from measure the steps that they take, and then all the ways will be said. And Rashi says, that go and weigh every single mitzvah and see which one is a greater mitzvah and do whichever one is greater. And then Vixivitz also says the Pasuk, that the ways of your life you should not measure. And Rashi says, every mitzvah that comes to you, you shouldn't measure and you should do either a big one or a small. You shouldn't just leave over 
a small one because of the greater mitzvah. Rashi over here seems to be talking about mitzvahs. However, Rashi Sabiyat specifically says that we're talking about Torah over here, and Oyer Chaim means the way of your life, which of course Torah is Chaim. And the Gemara answers like Kasha, mitzvah It depends what type of mitzvah. If you have a mitzvah where it could be done through others, then you have to do the most important thing, and you have to continue learning Torah. And we turn to Testament base and can be a mitzvah she However, if there's a mitzvah that's impossible to do on the day acha, then you have to stop learning Torah and you have to do that mitzvah. Then they were still sitting, becoming bailu, and they were asking the following Shiloh. Sibit says the Pasik in Mishlei, Yikarim and Prim, the Torah is more chashiv than the most precious jewels. The Chalchafitzechalo Yishwuba, and there's nothing that is your chafetzim that will be equal to Torah. It's mashma, Chalchafsi Shemaim Yishwuba, other the mitzvahs which are Chalchafsi Shemaim and not your chafetzim, they will be equal to Torah. The Sibit says the Pasik again in Mishlei, He tied the Chachma Miprim, the Chalchafatim, Lo Yishwuba. Again, it says over there that Torah is more precious than jewels, but then it says that all of your desires will not be equal to Torah, and it's mashvah that filu chafsi shmaim la that even mitzvahs are not shava and are not equal to Torah. And the Gemara answers once again, kam mitzvah shef shalasi salidei chayim, kam mitzvah shef shalasi salidei chayim. The Torah is, of course, the most chashavah thing, and if you have a mitzvah that can be done through others, then you have to leave that mitzvah for others. But if there's a mitzvah that can't be done through others, then you have to stop learning Torah and do that mitzvah. And after this, our Mulei so Rabbi Yisrael ben Asmai, Rabbi Yud ben Gerim turned to Rabbi Elazar ben and they said to him, "I b'yisachah, what are you doing here?" So Amulu, Rabbi Elazar ben Shimon responded to them and said, "The Amulei Abba, my." Father, Rab Shem Baychay said, "Zil Gabayu to Levarch, go to them and they will give you a bracha." Our Mulei said, "He said, Yehuvah, that it should be the will of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Tizra Veloy Tachsad, you should plant Tvuah and you should not produce, you should not reap it." Ayel Veloy Tapek and Tapek Veloy Ta'ayel. And Rashi says, "Mash Mulei B'Schayer," and they thought he meant to go and do business. Ta'ayel Veloy Tapek, Shetavi Schayer Veloy Tim Kareno. You should go and buy merchandise and you shouldn't be able to sell it. And Tapek Veloy Ta'ayel means Shetaitzu B'Schayer B'Makom Acha Veloy Sevienu. You should go and buy Schayer and you shouldn't be able to bring it back home in order to sell it. Once again, sounds like the opposite of bracha. Lechur beisech, and your house should be destroyed. Velesev v'shpisech, and your inn should have guests. Leval v'peturcha, your table should have upheaval. Velesech v'shasachata, and you shouldn't see a new year. Again, all these things seem like clawless and not brachas. So kasev l'gabi avu. When they came back to the father, Amalei so Reb Lezer Reb Shimon told his father Reb Shimon Meichai, "Let me buy the bracha le'birchan." It's bad enough that they didn't give me a bracha. I was yuritzarin, but they caused me pain. Amalei so Reb Shimon Meichai asked him, "I amalucha, what did they tell you?" So he said, "Hachibachir." This is what they told me. Our Malaysia Rabbi Shemayichai explained the bracha. Hanach kula berachas dino. They're all brachas. Tizvah v'leisach said, "Tayla banim, you should have children. V'leyim musa, they should never die. That means they should plant and they should have a kiyum." And when he told you ta'ayel v'leitepak, he was telling you a bracha ta'ayel kalasa that your daughter-in-law should get married to your children and she should come to live by your house, which was the standard of those days that a woman would leave her father's house and come and live by her father-in-law. V'leyim musa bincha t'leifkan, and then your children should not die because if they die, then your daughter-in-law will go back to her father's house. Tapek v'loy tayel tayel bintra. You should have daughters v'loy yemusu gavrayu, and their husbands should not die v'lohavu glavaseich, and then they will come back to your house and live by you. And when he said lichur beisecha v'loy subashpischa, the high amulish pischa, he was referring to an inn when he was talking about this world. Vahi alma beisah when he was talking about that world, he was talking about a bias because that's your ikka living, which is in that world, which of course you live much longer, and that's why he was telling him that you should live in this world and you should have a shpischa, you should have a lot of guests in this world in your inn. However, you should have a destruction. To your house, that you should not need to cover too quickly. The Siddha says a Pasuk, This Pasuk is talking about Rishayim and saying that their house, referring to the Kevra, will be the house forever because they won't have and your table should have upheaval because you'll have so many children, therefore you'll have a busy table which will have a very big tumult. And you won't live out for a new year. The Gemara explains that your wife should not die, and then you'll have to marry another wife. And 
and we know that that's called Shani Rishayna, that the first year of a new marriage, you're stuck in your house and you don't go traveling. And that's what he said, you should never have a new Shani Sukhata, you should never have a new Shani Rishayna. The Mark continues with another story of Shimon Klafta, if terminated Rav, of Shimon Klafta left Rav, Amalei Lebrei, so Rav said to his son, Zilagabei, deliverach, go to him, go to Rav Shimon Klafta to get a bracha, Amalei, and when he went, he said to me, Rav, that should be that you don't embarrass others and you're not embarrassed. So so he came back to his father. So Rav said, What did Rav Shimon have to tell you? He just told me some words, but nothing major. So Amalei said, He actually gave you a major bracha, which a Baruch gave to Klai Sol, and he also doubled over the Chsivet. It says in the Pasuk, so with this way of saying that you should embarrass others and you shouldn't be embarrassed. And the Gemara now continues to quote from the Mishnah and a woman could go and put on makeup on Chalamay. When we learned what is it referring to when we talk about she could put on eye makeup and she could braid her hair or she could part her hair and to rub certain creams on her face which would redden her complexion. The Ikadami and others say that she would take a razor and use it in order to take off the hair of Panel Shomato. The Bissadur of Christo, the wife of Christo, she would put on makeup and it was in front of a collar and this was on Chalamayid, so therefore she had a daughter-in-law and she was older already. So Yasuf was sitting in front of Christo, and he said in front of him, the only time we learned this halacha that you're allowed to put on makeup is only when you're a young person. But if a person that old that she can't have children, then there would not be a din that you could do this on Chalamayid. Amalei, Rav Chisda said, Holy Kim, it's not true. I make a shuwa to Kaddish Baruch Hu. I feel imcha, even your mother, I feel imed imcha, and even your grandmother, I feel imedas akivra. And even if there's a woman that's about to die and very, very old, the Amrinchi bashis and kibashis lekal tavarata. That we know that a person that's six years old or six years old, it doesn't make a difference. They want to run towards the sound of the bells, towards the sound of a chasna, and therefore women have this tendency that doesn't make a difference how old they are. They still want to put on cosmetics and they still want to look beautiful. And the Gemara continues and quotes from the Mishnah: Rabbi Yehuda Emilaisasid. Yehuda says that a woman cannot put lime on her face on Chalamay because it's an evil law. Now the process that they used to use was they used to put on this lime onto the face. It was some sort of a makeup and on their body in order to take off the hair and it was depilatory. And the process was a long multi-day process. So therefore Rabbi Yehuda says you can't put on Chalamay because you won't take it off until you have to yontif. And during the time that she wore this lime on her face or on her body, it was actually something that looked not so pretty. And also it was hurting her and there was some tsar involved. So the Gemara says, Tani will enterprise her as we said in the Mishnah if someone has lime that if you put it on on Chalamayim you still could be able to peel it off on Chalamayim you could smear it on your face on Maid on Chalamayim is no problem even though she's bizarre right now once she takes off she'll be very happy because her complexion and her body will feel better and won't have hair and will look better that this word that we just said in the Bryce of that is that true that Rabbi Huda holds of that concept? But now we have a Mishnah that says Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda says that during the three days before a the din is that you can't give them presents and you can't take presents from them because then they'll think that things are happening to them and they're doing good things because of the Avodah Zarah. However, Rabbi Huda says you'll let it go and take back money from them if they owe you money because it's actually a tzar for the guy. So Amulayin comes back to Rabbi Huda. Even though it's actually harmful and it's painful for the guy to pay you back right now, he's really going to be happy after a while because at that point he'll realize they 
doesn't have any debts to the Jew. So clearly we see from the Mishnah in Mesechus Avedizara that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold in Sephara because only the people that chaylik on him say such a Sephara that Afu Bisha Meitza Achshu Semeich Lachazman. But Rabbi Nachman Meitzok Hanach Lachazmai the Kulu Meitza Achshu Semeich Lachazman Enu that in a Chinami even though Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold in Sephara but the Gei Avedizara but the Gei Hilchas Chalamoid of course he has to hold like that because everything that we allow you to do on Chalamoid is in that fashion because there's a Tzar right now and there's Simcha afterwards. For example, Rashi says that if someone bakes right now, it's very difficult to bake or cook. But once you finish the entire process and you cook and bake and then everyone's eating it and enjoying it, then of course it's geschmack for the person that baked it even though they had a tzar at that point. And just like we have by a feel and bishol that you're allowed to do it on chalamayid, the same applies to putting on this makeup. Ravina, Ravina actually gives us another terence. Kuti, or some have the gear, so in all these cases, gai, le'inni puray, le'inni meitzah, that Rabbi Huda over there is not arguing on the chacham and saying that he doesn't hold the concept of he's actually arguing on the Chacham and he's saying that you're saying that it's going to be happy Lachazman it's not true a guy will always be disappointed and be upset that he paid back the Jew because the guy will always think that really I'll be able to take advantage of the Jew at some point and actually not pay him and I'll defraud him so therefore by the fact that he's paying there will never be a time that he'll actually be happy that he got rid of his debt that's why over there Rabbi Huda argued on Chacham but in a Chanami if it would be a case like Chalamoid where clearly even though he made Sa'achshav Yisameach Lachazman Rabbi Huda would agree with that Svara and the Gemara continues. Our Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah states, "Bnei Yisrael shegil perkavlei gil shanim." That if there's a girl that reached her parak, Rashi says, "Luseir she's already growing here, vlei gil shanim, but she didn't yet reach the age of twelve, and therefore she's not a full fledged bas mitzvah." And Rashi says, "Shadayin ena din shehelan sar." It's not standard that they would have here. Ubaishes alkach, and therefore she's embarrassed by having hair. So the standard was Aniyas, someone that was poor, typhlus eisim besid. They would remove the hair using lime. Ashiras, someone from wealthy families, typhlus eisim besidlus. They would use a mixture of flour with water and other ingredients to remove their hair. Benayis Malachim and princesses B'Shem and Amar they would use a special oil. Shinebet says in the Pasuk B'Degei Esther Shisha Chadashim B'Shem and Amar My Shem and Amar What is Shem and Amar? Rapunu B'Chiyo Amar Satachas Rabbi Yavim Amar Shem and Zayish Lehi B'Shush There's talk about oil from a third grown olive which is not Roy Fahil at that point but it's used for beautifying a woman. Tanya will learn to the price Rabbi Yudah Amar Rabbi states Ampikinon Shem and Zayish Lehi B'Shush When the Mishnah Menachas tells us that you cannot use Ampikinon for your mincha, that's referring to this oil that came from a third-grown olive. Why would women smear it on them? Shemashes asar that it removes hair or ma'atin sabasa and it makes their basa smooth. Rabbi Rabbi had his daughter tafla eva eva, so he smeared this lime on her body, but he put it on each individual limb by itself, and then he removed it and he did this process continuously, and then she became so beautiful. that he got four hundred zuz for her dowry. and there was a neighbor of his that was a guy who also had a daughter, so tafla. So he saw what Rabbi did, and then he took the lime and he put it on entire body, and then she died. So and he said that Rabbi killed my daughter because I learned from Rabbi what to do, even though he didn't do it properly, but he blamed it on the Jew. Because Rabbi was poor and therefore he drank beer, therefore his daughter needed to have this tafla, she needed to have lime to remove her hair. As Rashi says, the because if someone drinks beer, they grow hair and make someone fatter. Rashi and Xaviad adds in they also darken someone's complexion but Anan but we Rav Nachman was actually the son-in-law of the Bein Nasiya and he was very wealthy we don't drink beer we drink more expensive products our daughters don't need to go and put on this lime onto their bodies because naturally they don't have as much hair and we will stop over here